Now we turn our attention to our Wednesday feature where we learn more about our cultural communities here in South Africa. And tonight we're talking about the vendor people. But vendor people are a people that are generally and mostly from vendor, a former Ubuntu Stan. Remember, we had the TBVC states, the uh, T Transkai, V Bobutatswana, V. Um, Vinda and see the cis guy states and uh, we have uh, them tonight talking about this group of people it says to, it's said to be one of the smallest groups and one of the minority groups of people here in South Africa they are said to number approximately less than a million there are what 700,000 speakers in Limbobo province uh, while uh, we have the Watsonga people who are slightly more than that also under a million which are 900,000 people also in Limbobo province so we're learning today about the Bavenda who are these people and how have we come to have these people as part of uh, the history of South Africa and what is it that we need to know about them just to note that we have uh, um, a very important citizen being a vendor so perhaps it will be very important for us to know a little bit more about the vendor people here in South Africa to give us some perspective and to enlighten us about um, the vendor people we do have on the line Robert Rakadani Robert Rakadani is um, the spokesperson I am told of His Majesty the King of Avenda and the author of the Mapungubwe Kingdom. Good evening to you, sir, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening, and your listeners, and thank you very much for the opportunity tonight. No, sir, I thank you for giving us the opportunity to talk to you and milk you of the wisdom and information, the knowledge of the vendor people they could be sharing with us tonight. So let's talk about the vendor people. Uh, we have them as a minority. Who are these people? Okay, thank you very much. Um, but I'd like to start with, um, <laughs> it's very interesting to hear people saying that Wazenda are a very minor group of people here in South Africa. Perhaps it will assist us in the future, particularly the traditions, uh, to really establish the real historical ties and roots of the black people in this country, because our take as Vavenda or Vangona people is that we are far more than a million people. But if grouped together as Vavenda, then you have got the Shangan, then you have got the Vaperi, you have got the other group, national groups, then you may come to talk about us as a minority group. But perhaps for uh, interest sake, I need to put it very clear, loud and clear, that among the Shangan, who are here also in Limpopo province. We have got lots of Ravenda or Angona there. Among the Vapeli, lots of uh, our people there. And even some of these people, you find them perhaps in Guadalupe, Natal, and Pumalang, and the other provinces, let alone Gauteng, where there's a mixture of almost every group uh, grouping. So, well, that is not necessarily the point at the moment, but I wanted to highlight that Maybe the statisticians, when they conduct their census, need to consider those things because apparently this is uh, sort of the general perspective and view of people which somehow need to correction. Um, anyway, to carry on with your question and answer it, let me put it like this. 
We, the Wazenda people of South Africa, who are mainly found in Limpopo province, particularly in Bembe, um, are one of those groupings or black nationalities uh, who have been here in this country, in this part of the world for millions of years. It could be 2 million, could be 3 million, we don't mind. But surely, let me say it here, that Vazenda, particularly the Aboriginal Vazenda or the true Vazenda who are known as Langona, have been here in South Africa for a long time now. And uh, we did have, during those days in the past, a kingdom whose capital city was Mapungubia. So if you follow the story of Mapungubia properly, You'll agree with me that uh, Mapungubye was a kingdom that at, during its heydays dominated the whole of the Sadek, today's Sadek region. Uh, so the Mapungubye kingdom was of the Wangona with the king at the helm of this kingdom. And that was before the introduction of petty politics in Africa. And so... We are talking here about a people who had a very sophisticated and advanced system of government because on top of this government, we had the king. And the king who was at Mapungubye had paramount chiefs during those days. They, called, they were called paramount chiefs. Today you call them principal traditional leaders who were uh, spread all over the entire kingdom. For example, there was a paramount chief at now Morala City, which is called Pretoria. There was a paramount chief uh, that was Morala, who was of Nyaitotem. We had paramount chief Merira at Wombas. We had paramount chief Machala at Bulukwane today, or Bulukwane. We had paramount chief Nezanani at what they call Tanim today. We have Paramount Chief Makaane at Turamera. We have got Paramount Chief uh, Mabanga Pasana at Musiningira, that is across the Limbobo province. We have Paramount Chief Bedimatibe um, uh, over there, that is also across Marunguzi, across the Limbobo uh, River. We have got uh, Zivaguru at the Mount Darwin area. And the whole lot never seen at what Musina today with the Malaya Totem. So there were quite a number of them. And all of these paramount chiefs paid the audience and, 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 and they recognized or they were controlled from Mapungubye by their king, who went by a number of titles like Iduerele and many others. So this was the kingdom then. And under the paramount chiefs, you had the chiefs. Many of them, I don't have time then to go deep, deeper into that. And then the system went down. Uh, you had under the chiefs, you had the headmen and other headmen, the petty headmen. So, in essence, what I'm saying is, Bazenda are the people who have been here for a long time, and there are so many in number. And uh, how you can identify them also, you can easily identify them. I'll mention only three most common ways. Number one, through their surnames, those who are traditional leaders, the surnames normally start with the prefix N-E. For example, if you, have, you say, okay, this area is called Makonde, 
then the, the traditional leader or the ruler there is Nemakonde. If you say this area is called um, Vira Vira, then Vila Bella today. Vila Vila was the ruler there. So go, it all goes on and on and on like that. But the, 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 the name starts with it. The feminine card with the prefix NP to indicate the owner of. And then that is one way. The other way to identify the lavender and the bangona in particular, you'll find them in their family names or totems, the Mitupo, if you like that. For example, we have got lots of these totems. And then under this, you'll find that a lot of Shangans and Bateri and other people found even in Bhutan and many other places would follow under this uh, totem. For example, no totem, which is refers to the elephant, because most of these uh, totems will have got some reference or relationship with uh, wild animals. Then Mudau, that is now a lion, under which you find Tau, Mutaung, and others. Then another totem is Quidla, which refers to the hoof of the elephant. Then you have got Mukweo. That refers to kulube or boar or pig. For example, you have got Mujaji, the Rain Queen, Manamela, Kupa, and many others. Then under this one, um, you also have the Melwonde and others. Then the next totem is Mbezi, which refers to a pool. And then under this totem of the Mbezi, you'll find Bakwena, Wenya, Mklanga, Mulambo, and many others. Then the next totem will be Munyai, which refers to the baboon, usually. And under this, you'll go to Matebula, Baloi, Murara, Mangwadu in the eastern part of Tana, and many others. The next totem will be Mdanan. Then under this one, you'll have, that refers also to the animal there related, there is the baboon. And then you have got Mutuanamba, which is another one. This one, I'm not very sure, the animal there usually the, the elephant. Then you have got Muleya, Muluhu, Muhammadi, which refers to the bow of the pig. Then Murebezi, that is the cattle dove. Munarini, that is the buffalo. Then Munjerele, Mutabatindi, the elephant. Murundwa, elephant again, Murembetu. And Mukomona, that is the buffalo. So I've mentioned this uh, totem um, so that we can be able to follow them. And then the last way to identify them, uh, after of the three that I've mentioned, is through their evolutionary names. Then they've got Vangona or Valvenda. Because they've been here for so long, they've got seven evolutionary names that we know of. The first one is ZCK in our mother tongue, which refers to English autochthonous people. Then that shows that they were created and put here in South Africa by the creator during creation. Then the next one is Wangona, which refers to the people whose land was full of meat animals or animals from which they enjoyed meat. So, which indicates that these people have been here long, long, long ago. The next one, the third one is Mubikwanaivet. It loosely translated, it will refer to Somebody was cooked with a stone, referring to them as people who witnessed during those ancient times of volcanic eruptions and earthquakes. Then these people witnessed the formation of some rocks and mountains during those times long, long ago.
So it's like they survived the eruption of volcanoes and the formation of some rocks and stones. That's why they're called Mubikwanais. And therefore, they did some of them when the rocks were cooling down and they were still soft warm, make some footprints upon those rocks. That's an indication. They were there when the rocks were formed. Yeah. Then the fourth one, being Wanuapo, one was found there by all the others who came into their area. The next one, it's Chizachapo, the local graves. And the second last one is in Tangiwa Bugara, the first to settle or to live in Hedike Place. And lastly, they are called Vavenda. Vavenda is the last born of the seven evolutionary names because this name came only after the discovery of the names at the confluence of the Shasha and Vembe rivers up there at Mapungubia yeah. area. Yeah, I want us to 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 get to the bottom of uh, these uh, various concepts. First and foremost, when we speak of the kingdom of Mapungubwe, we're talking about of a kingdom that happened when uh, uh, ten seventy five. Uh, and, 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 and I'm not quite sure if we can uh, really trace that with uh, utmost accuracy because this is, a, by the way, a world heritage site, uh, an archaeological site where studies uh, have been uh, done and, and a monarchy was d- discovered there. Now, my curiosity is, uh, for that kingdom... Who was the first king? Because some are alleging that uh, the, the king is not quite known uh, because Dambaniga is or Dimbaniga is, is alleged to have been the very first king of the Vavenda. Can you can you confirm this that uh, Dimbaniga is the first king of the Vavenda in the kingdom of Bapungubwe? <laughs> okay, thank you very much for this interesting question. Um, let me start by dismissing the notion of Dimbanyinga ever being the first king or ever being a king of the Bazenda. We never had such a king uh, of the uh, Bazenda nation or people. Because Dimbanyinga is somebody who came from the DRC and they came here. And uh, when they came here, they found the land, Zenda already in existence, about maybe 300 years ago. So the Mapungubia kingdom itself has been there, according to the Mapungubian nomination dossier, that, was, that is towards the recognition or the admission of Mapungubia by UNESCO as a World Heritage Site. Then the nomination dossier indicates Mapungubia kingdom has been there for over a million years. So if we talk about the Manika who came about uh, 300 or plus, less than 300 years ago, then that rules him out completely back. Let me say that. Mapungubia kingdom. It is a kingdom of the Wangona. As I said, Wangona are the autochthonous people here. The, the first known king is called Shiria Denga. That is the bird of the sky. Shiri is a bird. Denga is the sky. So that is the first known king who ruled at Mapungubia. Shiria Denga. After him, there was his son who succeeded him, Mungona Chiriadenga. Then after him came Chizimerere, which is another title, like you say, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, or Sat, Sat, whatever, or whatever. So he had um, Chizimerere. After Chizimerere, then came his son successively, right through the time, uh, 
leading to the time around 1250 when the Mapungubwe kingdom was abandoned, although, according to records um, and archaeological evidence, Mapungubwe was not abandoned all at once. They say it took about plus or minus 100 to 200 years for the kingdom to be totally abandoned, the area to be totally abandoned. Some moved northward to Great Zimbabwe, others moved southward to Transnistrian and other areas. So the Mapungubwe kingdom belonged to the Langona, and they had those kings over them who ruled successively. That's why, as you rightly said, on top of the Mapungubwe hill, the archaeologists got the remains of the king right there, with some artifacts like the golden rhino and other things that were found there. So it is true, yes, Mapungubwe was a kingdom that has been there for quite a long time. Thank you. So, so who exactly are you saying it was the first king? Shiria Denga. All right. And then, uh, are you able to trace the various kings that followed up until um, uh, His Majesty, who is now who you are his spokesperson? Are you able to uh, trace the lineage from Shiria Deng? Yes, of course. But I am very well able to articulate or to tell you because we know them. Um, let me quickly so that I don't mix them up. Let me read for you the the list of our king um, who yeah. Then uh, let me start right here. Uh, to read it for you so that then you will know. Okay. I talked about King Shiria Denga, who was succeeded by Mongona Shiria Denga. Then after him, to Juwelele one. After him, Kavere to Juwelele Nepawe. After him, King Sayani Nepawe. After him, King Ranganani, Metawe. After that one, King Denga, Metawe. After him, King Bangureni, Metawe. After that one, King Kirilaj, Metawe. After him, King Mugunga, Metawe. After him, King Rungani, Metawe. After him, King Nuroiwa, Metawe. After him, King Mugani, Metawe. After him, King Kurfuani, Metawe. After that one, King Damurero, Metawe. From there, King Pumura, Metawe. From there, King Mavungu, Metawe. From there, King Nyavere, Metawe. Then, from him, King Shiria Denga, Metawe. Him, King Brahilmi, Metawe. And after that one came King Kaukanani, Metawe. And from him, King Rachariwa, Metawe. And then King Chirangano, Metawe. King Pungo, Metawe. King Chiduere, Metawe. King Rapuru, Metawe. King Rudurungu, Metawe. King Mogamba, Metawe. King Chitunde, Metawe. King Mudona, Metawe. King Afaneza, Metawe, who is the father of the current king as though it's the weather in the past. All right. 
I ask this because it is rather interesting to find how the Ntlapo Commission has had many findings and I'd like to first ask if you agree with the findings of the Ntlapo Commission before we even continue there because therein lies a history that was contested of the Wangona people and effectively the Bavenda which we're talking about today. Do you agree with the Ntlapo Commission's findings? You know, my dear, um, thank you very much for the question again. The Ntlapo Commission's findings were very, very good. But the problem was politics. You will recall, if you are aware, that uh, the Ntlapo Commission was established as a presidential commission under the traditional leadership governance framework at 43 of 2000 and 41 of 2003. It concluded its work under the old framework. Then came the, 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 the Zuma administration in 2009. And what they did was to then amend or repeal the framework act that I referred to. And the new framework act of, act of 2009 came into effect. And what President Zuma did, which was dismissed by the Constitutional Court during the in the case of the South, Bondomis Justice South and others uh, in the Concord in 2014, then the Concord said, when he needs ruling, President Jacob Zuma took upon powers on his shoulders, which were not conferred on him by the old act, with, under which the Commission of Ntlapo operated and concluded its work. Because under the old act, the Commission was supposed to investigate make the findings, and determine who the incumbent, who the king should be. But under the new act of 2009, then the commission makes findings and recommends, and the president appoints the king. So Zuma interferes with the commission's work. And that's our understanding and perhaps our conviction at the moment that the president and whoever collaborated with him, whether it's the minister, I don't know, then they took these powers, and because they wanted to put the Rama Brenner on top as the kings of Venezuela, the people Rama Brenner, which people, since they came here, they never established a kingdom. There's no evidence orally or written or whatever, nothing at all except the political uh, sentiments and the terrorist beliefs. So then the Interpol Commission results were now tempered with because the president now takes the power on him to determine or to appoint the king instead of allowing the commission to do that. So that's why everything that we made presentation of and every evidence that we presented before the commission, which the commission recognized and appreciated during the hearings that were held in Proyando. So unfortunately, we can't say it was the global commission that determined it was the president or the political, um, what is it, politician who decided that? So unfortunately, politics is a dirty game, you know. That's why today we talk of state capture, we talk of the VBS father. Politics at the end of the they mess up everything. All right. We'll keep politics as much as we can out of this conversation and try and stick to history. Uh, I want to open the lines for those who'd like to join the conversation. You can do so. Call us on 0891-104-207. 0891-104-207. You could send your text messages to 40938 or a voice note you can send to 0614 
104-107. Now, I, I, I'm not quite sure if um, we can uh, agree on uh, the history here, but um, that's why I'm going to quote uh, from the, the, the Ntapo Commission uh, and, and their findings, their conclusions. At first, I want to take a voice note for you, and uh, then we'll take it from there. Let's go to the voice note sent to 0614-104-107. Good evening, Nay. I just want to to ask, you know, the gentleman who is speaking about vendors now as to where was this king, you know, do, during the times of Monarchies like uh, Shaka Zulu and the other ones that, the other one that was killed by Patata. You know, where was this king? You know, I just want to you know to get clarity on that. My name is Tabiso from. Thank you very much, Tabiso. I'm hoping you heard the question, sir. Yes, I did. Yeah, let me answer that question. That's a good question. Um. If you read um, the with the song, Dr. Beach, who was the lecturer at the University of Zimbabwe's book called um, Shona and Zimbabwe, you will find that he says this year in Zenda, there was, or in the Sadak region, there was one kingdom, that is the Makumuge kingdom. The same applies to Namdiva, the castle, the castle, and Duplessis document, which is called, um, uh, which says, which is called then, um, what, what is the name? Okay, I'll come back to that one. Which says, the regional inhabitants of the area called Sabbath today are the Bangona, and they had a kingdom that ruled throughout the whole of the Sabbath region. You read also, Rob much documents of Africa, weird and wonderful. It will tell you again the same thing. The kingdom of Mapungubi was the only kingdom during its time. So if you talk about Shaka, they are coming to you. You want to tell me it started around this year, 16 or 15 or whatever. And that the Mapungubi kingdom, all the evidence is there written and order. It has been there for over a million years. So this other kingdom he is talking about, surely the Mshashos. If my history helps me well here, understand the Mashashos are under the totem Mbezi or Vakwena. Vakwena are Vambezi, who are part of the Vangona kingdom. So, or the Vangona people, let me put it. So, it's a, it's a kingdom that came after the abandonment and perhaps after the demise of the Mapungubi kingdom. So, even Shaka, the kingdom of Shaka was after Mapungubi kingdom. It came long after the Mapungubi kingdom. Uh, had been abandoned. So yes, fine. Those are the kings there. They're still there. Their descendants are still there. But surely we're talking about something that we're talking about a few hundreds or a thousand years ago. But we're talking about a kingdom that has been here for quite a long time. Thank you. Well, I want to read from the Ntapo Commission's reports and their findings particularly. I'm going to read them verbatim, and then you can respond if you like. Um, This is how it reads, particularly about the Bangwana people. Bangwana cannot claim seniority over the other traditional communities of Bavenda because, one, there is no evidence that Bangwana subjugated or conquered Masingo or any other traditional community. To the contrary, they conceded that they were subjugated by Masingo. 
Two, there is no evidence that Bongona conquered, subjugated, assimilated, or exercised authority over Bavenda at any stage in their history. And three, even though Bangona were an independent traditional community with their own cultural and linguistic elements, they lost their independence and identity when they were conquered, absorbed, and assimilated by Masingo and Bapeidi. Would you like to respond to that? Okay, yeah, let me respond to that. Well, I know the results that you are reading from, I have that copy although I don't have it before me now. But surely, let me say, we are talking about a people or a nation that has been here for like a long, long, long time. And the original inhabitants, the autochthonous inhabitants of this area. So you can't talk of the original inhabitants having to conquer anybody because they were the first to be here in this area. So because they were here first, they did not end. They could not conquer anybody, number one. Number two, if we talk of a kingdom only on the basis of conquest or fighting, that sure tells you that one who is fighting must be fighting somebody who was there when he came. And surely if you talk about that, conquest, you know, talking about wars that were fought, People trying to battle it for the land and whatever power they wanted them. So Bangona were already here, long before or before anybody else ever set their feet here. So that means Bangona could not conquer anybody. And neither did the commission have the mandate to investigate conquest. So the commission was established to establish or to, to determine or to investigate who had which people or which group of people have a king or a kingdom. How did this kingdom end? Whether it was through wars or any other way or anything that could have caused the demise of such a kingdom. Not the fighting and the conquest. Now, what I'm saying is we can talk of Bangona having conquered nobody. They are dead right because they were here as a boxer. So they didn't have to fight anybody to conquer them and take power from them. But for the king, for the commission to assert or to suggest that Wangona never had a kingdom, then the commission is just misdirecting itself because they know there was a Mapungubia kingdom which belongs to Wangona. They are single that they are trying to sort of advantage or want to give the kingship to never claim to have come to Mapungubia. Read the history. Check everywhere. You'll never find any of them a single people, the Ramadan people saying they ever settled or set or did anything. There's no relationship, no connection with Mapungubian, nothing at all. Because they know the history tells it came from the DRC right through this area up to till they crossed the Ren River, whatever. Now, so we cannot say then that these guys had a kingdom here. As I said earlier on, I want to challenge everybody listening to me, even if they are my single themselves, if they ever had a any piece of information written or oral that indicates they had a kingdom. I'm challenging them to produce such evidence. They never had a king. So if they say the Manita will ever establish the first king, French kingdom over the Bavenda and united them, that is something I don't know where that comes from. I heard it at the commission. It was disputed without presence, but the commission decided whatever they decided. But we didn't have power to decide, but only to indicate the truth. So what I'm saying is, 
Yes, Bapeli came here, and the Masingo came here, and they conquered some or subjugated some of our traditional leaders, not all of them. That's why today you see the names and everything. In fact, they were the ones, you know, one thing before I, I, I conclude this, uh, this, this issue. When these people came, whether from the DRT or whatever area they came from, they were mainly men without women because their journeys took many years. And so they would find women wherever they went. And the same thing happened when they came to what we call them. Now, they came here mainly being men. And they married the women, Bangona women. After marrying the Vanda or Bangona women, who was assimilated? Those who married our women, who speak our language, who practice our culture and traditions today. Because they don't speak their languages, they don't practice their culture. Whatever they are doing is of the Bangona, of the Vanda, the true Vanda. So if you talk of assimilation, well, come on. The commission needs to go back to, to the dictionary and check what assimilation means and subjugation. They came here. They were assimilating to our tradition, our language, our culture. And they married our women. Right. But you can't talk of a conquest of, of the Langona. Rather, they were assimilated. And after they settled here, then they started to fight for positions and use these means and those women to take up and use that power from some of our people. But fortunately... They never took over the kingship. They never established a king over them. All right, just just hold the thought there. I want to take... Just hold the thought. I want to take a call for you before we even go to Stephen. Uh, Be brief uh, and win. Good evening. Good evening, my goodness. I'm all right. How are you doing, sir? I'm great, man. Go ahead. I just want to ask your speaker, because this is very confusing. I don't want to... I want to know from the speaker... Between the Vavena that he's talking about and then the Angona, I'm from Angona clan also, that's what my parents told me. But I want to know, I want to know which one is which, because we, the Angonas and the Vavendas, we speak the same language, we do the same thing, you understand what I'm saying? Mm. You can't really tell which one is which, unless otherwise you have to follow the terms and the surnames. Secondly, I spent uh, four years in the DRC, especially in the southern side where there's a, a tribe called Balubavakatanga. Those people, if you, 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 you integrate yourself amongst them, you will realize that the Bavendas or Bangonas and them, it's almost the same thing. We practice the same thing. And when you are there, you can't even feel like you are not part of them. Like everything that they do is the same as what we do in South Africa as vendors. So I want to know which one is which because you're saying that Bangona I'm going to different from vendors, but we we do the same thing. Like I, I, I want to know the difference between us as Bangona and the vendor that is talking about. All right, thank you. All right, um, we'll have your response to that first. I want to find out what's happening with the night light with Stephen Kirk. Stephen, it comes on in a few minutes' time. It's about three hours of music which you help contribute to. Also, of course, adding in music from birthday-like people. And Miriam McCabe, what we've got uh, tonight is a couple of duets, uh, one particularly interesting one. Well, they're both interesting in their own right. Also observations and uh, events on this day, along with the sport and the news. SAFM Nightlight, keeping you going through the night here on SAFM. Happening in four minutes' time right here on SAFM with the Nightlight. And Stephen Kirk is standby. Don't miss it. All right. Um, uh, uh, Robert Rakadani, please respond. Um, what is the difference or what, what, who is who, which is which? That's uh, uh, the question. 
Wow, thank you very much, and thank you, Ed. I think the person who has this question has had a very interesting issue. But the rest he was, we didn't start together. I said, uh, the the name of the, the title of the, the member vendor came as the last body of all the seven evolutionary names. Originally, before we were called by Venda, after we discovered the maze, see that conquered the hunger. Well, I didn't want to get it to explain what Venda means, but maybe if I have time now, sometime in the future we'll do that. So, Angona, Angona is the one of the oldest names of our people, or of us. But the Venda came later on after the discovery of the maze, I indicated. But the Machinga people, the Ramablanos, that the speaker or the, the person actually talking about, they came from the DRC. Then, by then, they were called Batsengi. But when they stated that, they called themselves Batsengi, Matsengi, Matsengi. The Matsengi title came when they were here. So, that's one. Two, again, his right to say, when you are in the Democratic Republic of Congo today, go to, maybe to Tanzania, go to Uganda, go to Angola, and some of these uh, African or Sardec countries, let me put it. You find a lot of similarities in language, some dialects and others, because as I indicated earlier, the Mapungubia Kingdom rule over the whole of the Sardec region. There are a lot of Bakanda people in the DRC. There are some in Zambia today. Some of them are traditional leaders there, speaking pure Chivenda language. So our language originally was called Chivenda, the Chingona, because we're Langona. But after we, we, we the name Mavenda uh, was had started or had come, well, as I indicated it origin, then we, we called, we called it a vendor in our language. Got it, got it. Vendor, Forgive me for, 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 for. So that's why you, you don't be surprised to find that vendor. I got it, got it. Got it. Uh, Robert, I, I need you to get to, to one point before we conclude. Our time is running out. I need you to be very brief in your response. There's a text I'd like you to, to respond to. One text from Paul says, neither present or the present king of Bavenda is not a Movenda, but a single who, whose forebears came from DRC and came into the land after Jan van Riebeek arrived. The present kingship being contested is plain robbery. Um, can you confirm whether this is true or false? Obviously, yes. These people came from the DRC. In our language, in our No, sir. No, 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 no. no. I, I need you to answer the question that is being asked here. The current king of the Bavenda, is he the rightful king or is he not even supposed to be king there? Because the, the, the employee is alleging that this, this king, current king, is from, uh, from the DRC. He is not even a Movenda. He's not supposed to be a king, never ever. Not according to our customary laws and customs. Alright, so the king of the vendor right now is not supposed to be king of the vendor? No, absolutely not. Alright, and, 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 and whose spokesperson are you? I'm the spokesperson of King Jinzuelet, Natal. Ah, okay. Okay, I should have asked that question first. All right, uh, we're going to end the conversation on that very note. Robert Rakadan, thank you very much for coming through and talking to us. We really appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thank you very much. All right, um, perhaps we might have to redo this conversation of the Bavenda and now talk to um, uh, the spokesperson or the king of the current setting king of the Ovenda, um, Pepu Ramabulan, uh, who is now uh, being uh, denounced 
as it were. Um, if journalism serves me well, I, I need to give him um, and his group the right of reply to this um, uh, parting shot. All right, um, uh, we'll see if we're going to do that in the near future so that um, we don't miss out on this clarity um, uh, of issues. Perhaps I should have asked that question from the very beginning.